You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Cardinals for Monday, December the 6th. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show. Thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in. Always much appreciated. Happy Monday. Hope everybody's weekends went well. Some exciting college football happening. Some exciting college basketball happening. Excitement all over the sport landscape. However, not in Major League Baseball. Uh, Major League Baseball usually isn't super exciting around December, but it's really extra not exciting this December because of the lockout that has occurred. Um, Major League Baseball locking out the players. If you have missed it because a collective bargaining agreement was not agreed upon by the deadline, so the players have been indeed locked out until a deal can be struck. It's it's unfortunate. It's upsetting. I talked about it on Thursday's episode of Locked On Cardinals in depth. So if you missed Thursday's episode, head over to YouTube, head over to your favorite podcasting platform and listen to that show specifically. Today, we're going to get a little interactive with it. We're going to not bring on Rob Manfred. Uh, we're going to have some clips of his press conference last week shared on the show today and give my thoughts on them. We're going to start nice and simple. We're going to start with the fact that they came to Texas trying to make a deal, and it just didn't work. So here is Rob Manfred talking about uh, the the process of trying to get a deal. Um, we came to Texas to make a deal. Um, we committed to the process. We made proposals, and it just did not happen. Just did not happen, according to Rob Manfred. I think that he says there that, that they tried to make a deal, that, that that was the intention. I think that everybody is going to say that that is – the intention, obviously. I mean, if you're if you're not saying that, then I don't really know what you're trying to do. Um, but I will say that throughout any process of this, throughout the entire process of this, I never really thought that a deal was going to be struck. There was really not ever too much confidence on my end of a deal getting struck by Rob Manfred and the uh, between the owners and the players. Obviously, that that is the intent of every single organ, uh, every single. Um, every single process, every single negotiation. But like I talked about on Thursday's episode, there was really no confidence on my end, really since July of last year, uh, June even, that there was going to be any collective bargaining agreement agreed upon by the agreed upon deadline that was agreed on the last collective bargaining agreement. And as I mentioned, this is this could not have come at a worse time for baseball. Uh, baseball has the opportunity here to really take center stage they have this opportunity to really market themselves well, and they, as of right now, can't do that because of a lockout. I mean, we, we've even seen that on the MLB.com website and Cardinals.com, whatever site you want to look at, or whatever team site, rather, you want to look at, we, we've seen that <laughs> it's been a problem that players' names are now being taken off, that there, there, are, there are no pictures. The, the, the site looks incredibly different. So even if I'm looking for some offseason content and I were to go to MLB.com or Cardinals.com, I'm not going to be able to find any offseason content. I'm not going to be finding too much anyways because no collective bargaining agreement. No, it's, everything's at a standstill right now. So that, that, that also, to me, is what's most frustrating about it as well. Um, so we'll continue on here looking at another comment uh, made by Rob Manfred as we continue to break down his press conference made uh, late last I'm not going to say um, much on the substance at the table. 
Um, suffice it to say that the Players Association, as is their right, made an aggressive set of proposals in May, and they have refused to budge from the core of those proposals. Things like a shortened reserve period, a $100 million reduction in revenue sharing, and salary arbitration for the whole two-year class are bad for the sport, bad for the fans, and bad for competitive balance. So you even have Rob Manfred right there explaining a little bit of what, um, maybe that was negotiated, but where the players have started. And he said it in that comment right there, that the players have not budged. And he also conceded the point, admitted that it is their right to not budge. Um, and it's okay that, or their, it was their right to come with an aggressive proposal is what he said in that comment. And that's exactly what the, the Players Association did. They came in with an aggressive uh, aggressive compromise because the players want their voices heard. The players want the ability to have their voices heard, to to get what they think is right, to make the game better because everybody wants to play. I've said that a lot. It, it, it's a point that's worth making. Everybody obviously wants a game to happen, wants the sport to be played. Um, it's just a matter of a disagreement on how that happens is where the the disagreement comes comes along, obviously. And the, the players want more recognition early. They want more payment early. And right now the owners are disagreeing with them on, on how to truly get the baseball um, game to where, where they think it should be. I'll give my takes on it coming up here um, as we move throughout the offseason. But right now we're going to move, keep moving along with what Rob Manfred has to say a little bit more um, in his uh, press conference made last week. So we'll continue breaking down his comments here. The committee made creative proposals to address union concerns, including proposals that would materially increase salaries for young players, eliminate draft choice compensation, create a universal DH, and create a draft lottery in baseball for the first time. So there is Rob Manfred explaining what, 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 the, what the owners want there. I think that we, we know that a DH is coming. We, 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 the, the lottery is an interesting choice, but I think it, it's smart for, for him, in my opinion, to, to, to come up with, with these things to say, hey, this is what the owners are trying to propose. This is what we're trying to propose um, from, from this side and trying to get a deal done and trying to improve the sport. Everybody's trying to improve the sport. And now we're getting starting to see a little bit of both sides. It's just going to be basically a chicken game as to see who's going to budge first, who's going to give up their proposal first, who is going to um, be willing to secede to a point first. And it's just unfortunate that this is coming at the expense of the fan. Obviously there's a lot of money involved in major league baseball. There's a lot of decisions to be made. There are a lot of ways to improve this game. It's just taking a long time to get to these decisions to improve the game of baseball. So we've got more comments of Rob Manfred to break down for you. Well, um, we'll, we'll continue to, to do that throughout the show. It's just, again, I want to reiterate the fact that, that we're going to need to be patient. Both sides have these proposals. Both sides have what they want on the table. Now it's just a waiting game from, from the outside perspective. Inside, I'm sure Rob Manfred is crazy busy, and they're doing all sorts of things all over the place trying to get, get these deals done. But from the outside perspective, it's going to need to be a waiting game. It's going to need to be a patient waiting game uh, because this lockout shows no real signs of, of fully stopping. So we'll see. Uh, how long this this lockout will last. But we'll, we'll break down more of Rob Manfred's comments coming up in just a moment, as well as in a little bit, get into a little bit of the Hall of Fame discussion as Hall of Fame members were announced today um, on different 
uh, extra committee ballots. But before we do that, I want to help solve a problem, and that is a streaming problem. Because most of us have one device that lets us catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got another neighbor's best friend's cousin's login for the good stuff you want to watch. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love. That's right. All of the entertainment that I just mentioned, you can get it without the hassle and finally get your TV together. And that way is called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. No more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device is required, and the content varies by package. If you're in Rob Manfred's position, some of us might think he, you know, Rob Manfred shouldn't be in Rob Manfred's position, but he is in this position. There's only so much you can say on this subject. We already listened to a clip where he said, I can only say so much and I'm not going to go into too much detail. Um, it, it's, we, we, it's, it'll be interesting to see as we move throughout this process, how in depth he's willing to go on certain subjects. So with that in mind, we're going to go ahead and listen to another clip of his and I'll give my thoughts on it uh, coming up here in just a moment. Again, here is Rob Manfred, just a little bit more. You know, the timing of a deal, you're always one breakthrough away from a deal. That, that, that's the reality. I, I mean, I can't answer it better than that, Jeff. I'm not trying to duck you, but uh, literally, I think a big piece of the process is trying to make proposals, have conversations, make suggestions that could lead to that breakthrough that shows you the way. <laughs> Rob Manfred, in that discussion there, um, answering that, that question, didn't seem very confident in a deal. I mean, obviously there's only so much you can say, especially at that point, the negotiations probably hadn't made very far, but it, it's the lack of confidence on both sides. I feel like if we got to a lockout here and the players were like, okay, we understand why a lockout needed to happen. Um, so we're going to, we're going to lock out. We're going to get this thing sorted through. We're going to go, but it's, it's the lack of confidence from the owner's side and saying, yeah, or at least in Rob Manfred's perspective saying, yeah, we don't really know when it's going to happen. One breakthrough away is what <laughs> the language Rob Manfred used there. Just one breakthrough away, and then we'll be. We, we we just don't know when that breakthrough is coming, and that that to me that that kind of language, that kind of conversation is the most troublesome because I would like you know in an ideal ish world, I say ish because ideal ish, the ideal world would be you have no problems, you have an agreement made, you're good to go, all that good stuff. But in an ideal ish world where there is no agreement made at the deadline, you have two sides that are very close. These two sides just do not seem very close. The language they're using, the reports that I have read, the reports that we've seen say that this lockout could last a while. And it's because of language, the uncertainty in the, 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 the answering of questions that Rob Manfred has shown. It's the defiance that the Players Association has shown in saying, hey, Major League Baseball did not need to do this. We don't know why they did this. We're mad. And all these different things. It's They, they are just so far apart and it's, worrisome. I don't think we're at the point of panic yet of, oh my gosh, the 2022 season might not happen. Everybody panic and freak out. I don't think we're there yet, but I do think we're very close to, or not very close. I do think we're on that way if these two sides continue to just be polar opposites of one another. 
So far, they have shown little to no signs of actually trying to work together, of actually trying to of, of trying to work together to achieve anything. They've said, we're going to hold on our stance, or you're going to hold on yours, and that's fine. We're just going to sit here. At some point, sitting here and holding on your stance is going to get you nowhere, and at some point, someone needs to budge. They just need to. That There's no question about it. It's unfortunate that it's taken this long. It's un, it, it just is. So here is more of Rob Manfred. And you think you have made enough? I, I, I mean, let me say two things about that. We are willing to continue to commit to the process to get to a fair agreement. If that involves making further concessions, it involves making further concessions. You know, I, just as a matter of perspective, you know, we proposed the elimination of draft choice compensation. This industry had a strike over that issue in 1985. That is a major concession um, that has been the source of friction as to how the free agency system has operated. Um, you know, I, I, we have made concessions. Bob? Yeah, Rob, a lot was made uh, last night about the, the website, you know, scrubbing photos, taking down stories. Is that a legal issue or? It is. Did you guys make a proposal for any on-field changes? Why or why not? Have the the on-field changes were the topic of discussion at the table. Um, we did make a proposal early on about a joint process um, with respect to on-field changes. Um, we did not make any specific rule change proposals. We are in the process of still evaluating changes. Um, and, and, and frankly, um, we, based on the discussions at the table, we saw it as another contentious issue and tried to put it to one side in an effort to get to an agreement on the theory that we could deal with it midterm of the next agreement. Not there with what Rob Manfred had to say. Um, just when I listened to it the first time, I, I kind of had to go through it a couple of different times because there, there is a lot there. There are multiple questions asked, kind of just saying, hey, the or the, the owners association or the, the group of owners has made concessions in the past. You referenced the 1985 um, and saying, basically, if concessions need to be made, we will make them. And again, I don't think that that means, oh, okay, the, the owners are close to seceding. They're, they're, they're close to being done with their arguments. They're, they're close to giving up on the, you know, g giving up and, and getting a deal going. I don't think that that's the case at all. But it, it is something to say that Rob Manfred is at least sharing the fact uh, that, that he is somewhat willing to make concessions. He also talked about the, the website changes being a, a legal issue. Uh, with um, I mentioned it earlier that the changes to MLB.com and Cardinals.com taking the the um, the the pictures off of the the players' names and changing up a bunch of stories. Players can no longer be included in promos on the on the Cardinals website, for example. The names Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina were taken out of um, the 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 promo on on their ticket giveaway. Uh, mentioned it being a, a legal issue there as to why those were taken out. Uh, and he also talked about, Ron Manfred closing out that statement, talking about that it was mainly on-field issues that that, caused, that that were discussed on the table that they proposed. And he was even, he claims, and again, you can believe this or, or not believe this, he claimed that they were willing to discuss certain things in the midterm of the next agreement and just trying to get the on-field issues settled now. Again, the only people in on that discussion are going to be know, know the full truth of all of this. But it is, it is interesting that, that Manfred made that claim. Uh, so we've got one more clip to share from Rob Manfred's 
um, press conference of last week, and then we'll get into our final discussion on the Hall of Fame. Uh, so we'll finish up Rob Manfred's discussion uh, coming up. Secondly, the whole re- relationship issue, <laughs> y- you know, um, I think people put way too much emphasis uh, on that issue. At the end of the day, it's about the substance. We're here, they're there, we need to find a way to bridge the gap. Manfred with some uh, de- deflection of the relationship issue between the uh, union and the and the owners. I, I don't see how you look at the situation. I don't see how you look at the situation as it has happened, as it has unfolded, and you don't come to the conclusion um, that, hey, we have a relationship issue. There is a relationship issue, in my opinion, um, on, on what has happened on they are just they're they're too far apart in my opinion on too many topics to say okay they're fine that there's not a huge relationship they're just trying to bridge a small gap no i think they're trying to bridge a very large gap in my opinion there's just like i said too much that has gone on to say to, to ignore the fact that of oh, the relationship issue and it's unfortunate that we've come to this point that the owners and the players have, have so much different but it's there it, it, it's talked about because it's there in my opinion. So it, it's, like I said, it, it's, it's bad for the sport. It's bad for baseball that this is happening now. Uh, but, but nevertheless, it is happening now. So we have to deal with it. So that'll do it on the Rob Manford discussion. I'm sure you guys are sick of me talking about Rob Manford because Rob Manford, not the most popular commissioner in all of baseball history or even in current uh, sport world. So we'll take a quick break and then we will talk about the hall of fame. Uh, new class, part of the new class has been introduced. A couple of former Cardinals on there. So we'll talk about that in just a moment. But first, we have some Built Bar incredible fun deals going on now through December 23rd. It is the holiday season at Built.com. So be sure to grab that protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You get the best of both worlds with Built Bar. You get a delicious and a healthy treat. So many flavors you might have a hard time choosing. Would you go with cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? Mint brownie or raspberry or double chocolate? So many options. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those ball doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in the endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. Because it's the season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Built Bar at family gatherings. People are so passionate about about their favorite flavors, they might fight for it and things could get out of hand. And if you're friends with Santa as well, tell Santa to throw in a few Built Bars in those stockings. There are so much, many good things going on right now at Built.com. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, get 15% off your order. If you want something warm, dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. You can also get a marshmallowy treat for the holidays at Built.com with the Built Bar Puffs. So many good options, so many good deals going on between now and December 23rd. So don't wait. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. You will not be disappointed. It is Hall of Fame season, and the Major League Baseball um, does have a very they have a couple different ways you can get into the Hall of Fame. One of them is by BBWAA. There are also um, committees you can get in on. And there were there was a committee, a couple different committees that, that voted in players um, to the Hall of Fame today uh, that, that I'll talk about. A couple of former Cardinals on that list as well. Here is the full list 
of those Hall of Fame members. Um, so the BBWAA is you, you are on that ballot for 10 years, assuming you get at least 5% of, of the vote going into each year. And then after 10 years, you have to be selected based on committees. And each of these committees has different, have different, excuse me, um, they, they have different criteria. The, these players must meet. They, there were six total elected to the Hall of Fame um, for the class 2022. Gil Hodges, Jim Cott, Minnie Minoso, Tony uh, Oliva were elected by the Golden Days Era Committee, and Bud Fowler and Buck O'Neill were chosen by the Early Baseball Era Committee. Uh, that these votes took place in uh, Orlando, Florida. They are they, they, these Hall of Fame votes. They, these Hall of Fame members aren't less because they weren't in on the BBWAA. The BBWAA, the writers sometimes miss players, sometimes don't think of because they, they have to look at the, the vast picture. These committees look at certain areas in Major League Baseball and are able to elect certain players. Minnie Minuso played one season for the St. Louis Cardinals, and Jim Cott, also playing a number of years for the St. Louis Cardinals, um, is now in the Hall of Fame. So congratulations to each six of these members. We're going to talk more about these six individual members, especially the two uh, St. Louis Cardinals, former St. Louis Cardinals on this list on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Cardinals on Tuesday. So be sure to tune back in there, whether it's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. I know today was a lot about Rob Manfred and that, that could have been <laughs> boring or disheartening, but we will be sure to come up with some more content uh, moving forward on this Locked on Cardinals uh, channel as we get deeper and deeper into the lockout season. If you have anything you want me to talk about, uh, be sure to let me know. You can follow me on Twitter at LJ Fastball. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. You can also email the show at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. So until I talk to you guys the next time, which will be tomorrow, talking about the six new Hall of Fame members, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.